Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So we finally have the ability to respond to reviews in the App Store. We've, we've been waiting for this for a while. We, we probably thought it would never come. It was announced, uh, what, about two months ago or something like that. Now we finally have it. The way they've implemented the system is actually pretty good. You know, it's pretty much what you would hope it would be in that when you respond to a review, Apple notifies the user with an email and says, hey, the developer responded with this. Would you, you know, click here if you'd like to update your review? And the, the person can do that. So it's actually like... It's a it's a pretty nice system. All the reviews are on iTunes Connect. You can you can you know you can browse all the uh, all the regions and everything. So I think they did a pretty good job with it. And now it's I think the interesting part to discuss today is now that we have this system as developers, what are the best ways we can actually use it? You know what should we do? What shouldn't we do? Uh, what are the risks? What's what's worth doing? Um, and I, I think there's there's a good uh, approximately thirty minute discussion to be had there. What do you think? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Um, and it's, I think, yeah, I think I would absolutely agree with that, that I'm very glad they've done this. And I think the way they did it um, works well. Um, as you know, at least it's, it's early days still, but it seems like it wasn't one of these things where, you know, we finally got what we were asking for, but they did it in a way that was awkward or cumbersome or annoying for the most part. Like the interface in iTunes Connect. Um, so if you, just as a, just in case you're trying to find this and you haven't, so if you go to a particular app, uh, you go to the activity tab and then you go to ratings and reviews, um, which is an area that has actually always been there um, or it's been there for a very long time. But now suddenly there's a reply button um, at the side of each review, as well as m- a whole lot of really good filters um, that you can apply to it. So you can see all your reviews. You can see reviews that you've responded to, reviews that you haven't responded to, reviews that were changed as a result or after you responded to them, um, which is also a really helpful thing. So you can get a sense of if it's actually working as well as filtering, you know, by different versions of the app or different, you know, how critical they are. Like if you want to see all your one-star reviews, your five-star reviews, um, it's a really good, solid, like, like you would hope uh, interface. I mean, the, the only slight niggle I have about it, um, which is only really applies to me, um, uh, because I have so many apps is that I have to go through each app individually, um, to check on, the new reviews rather than there being a consolidated interface for it. But that's just because I'm strange and have dozens of apps. Um, but otherwise it's, it's a, a, you know, overall mechanically is really nice and they show up pretty well in the, in the app store. Um, I always kind of wonder how many people actually read the reviews um, in the app store versus just looking at the star rating. But, you know, it shows up that um, it truncates the, review you responded to like it always does at about three lines and then below it it just says like developer response and you know your response shows up right below there um and that's probably actually a a little pro tip that i i thought of when i started doing my reviews response um that is makes i think once i thought of it's like oh of course that's where i where i should start um because right now you probably have an app with you know if you have an app of, of any volume you have you know, maybe hundreds of reviews to look at. It's like, which one should I start looking at for responses? And I, the, the first thing I did is just open the app store, go over to the reviews tab and mm-hmm. see which are the first ones to show up in that list. Exactly. <laughs> um, because that is by far the most likely reviews that anyone is ever going to read. Um, you know, it's very unlikely that people are going to be you know, paging through all the way to the bottom of that list. Like maybe, but that whenever, especially that number one review below your, um, star rating, make sure that there's a good response to that. Cause often that, that can often also be slightly critical. Um, because I think 
the sorting of that list is not chronological. I think it's it's most helpful. Uh, yeah, but and, it's kind of vague. Like I don't I don't think it's purely based on like the number of like upvotes and downvotes and like the was this helpful thing. I don't think it's only that. I think there's other factors. I, I, it's hard to tell. But if you leave the sorting in iTunes Connect at the default that it loads up with, it's that sorting. So and, and you can always you know go on your phone and look at the app sort of ch- to just verify that that that's still the way it's sorted. Um, but yeah, that because like I I feel like you have to decide. As you know, as a as a way to spend your time and, and as a way to to take the risks, which we'll talk about of this system, you have to decide like, are you mostly doing it to address that particular reviewer and to to talk to them directly, or are you mostly doing it to show other people who are reading the reviews, you know, your point of view on it, or to correct falsehoods, or to appear to be caring about your customers or things like that. So if you're mostly responding to reviews like to the public basically in that you know in that latter way rather than to the individual reviewers then it makes sense to really only spend your time addressing a few of the top ones in each region because again as you said like they're they're most people are not going to be paging through you know 200 reviews of an app like that's you know if you're lucky enough to have that many it's it's going to be the top handful at most and after that it's severely diminishing returns so it doesn't make sense to spend a ton of time responding to every single review from you know the last four years or whatever because most people are never going to see that. Yeah, and I think too, it's the, my, the perspective that I take with these things is that these are marketing statements first and foremost. Um, they can be helpful to the person that I'm responding to, but because this is a public-facing. You know, this is text that is public facing that is on the on the app store page for my app, which is like where I put all of my other marketing copy. Like it is important that I that these are written in such a way that they are, you know, useful and helpful to anybody who is trying to think about if they want to download my app. Um, And so which essentially becomes marketing and you can still, you know, write them to the person. It's not like this has to be some kind of stilted a PR speak type of response. But it's in the back of your mind when you're writing these reviews, it's, you know, how would I write this? I'm I'm less writing this to this one person than I am to the hopefully hundreds or thousands of people who might read this when they're browsing the the app. Uh, Because the strange thing with reviews is they're very like point in time. You know, someone, you know, came, you know, say say that you have the classic kind of like the one star. It's like, um, I hated this app. It was, it was useless. Uh, I deleted it right away and they leave that as a review. Well, that user is unlikely to come back. They've deleted the app. Like you're kind of done with them. You can still usefully write a response to that um, where you might show interest in terms of saying, I'm so sorry you had a bad experience. If you have any problem, if you have specific concerns or complaints, um, you know, please, by all means, email me. Here's my support address or something like that, which is a marketing message that I'm engaged. I'm interested. I care about my users, even if this one person had a bad experience, um, which can be useful or someone who, you know, I wish it did X. It doesn't one star. And you can respond to that person and say, hey, actually it does, or that's great. That's a great suggestion. We'll see if we can work that into a future update maybe. Um, but whatever that is, you're writing these with the expectation of, you know, someone is opening the app store. They're going to reviews. They're reading these reviews. 
especially if they're reading a negative review, it's having a slight counterpoint that's right below it, something that they can at least see a response to, so it doesn't just stand there on its own as, um, as a negative message. In deciding which ones to respond to, I've seen a lot of developers um, talk about, you know, on Twitter or on different podcasts, I've seen a lot of people mention, like, the idea of, well, I don't want to, like, set the wrong expectations of my customers or, like, train people to expect certain things will always get responses or won't always get responses or whatever else. Or, you know, one thing you can think about is, like, if you respond to every review, that might create an incentive for people to one-star review you to just get get your attention and because they know you're listening. I think this; these are all wonderful concepts, but I think in reality, this is out of our control. Because the reality is, whatever standards that people will expect, whatever whether people will will expect reviews or will expect responses to their reviews or not, whether they will, um, you know, think that that reviewing your app or especially one starring your app um, will get your attention or not, that will be decided globally, like among the entire app store. And just the people using it, like their thoughts and, you know, the the kind of norms and culture that comes around that. Whatever you do with your individual app is not going to affect that at all. Like it like whatever people will come to expect with whether they get responses or not and whether it's worth one starring and yelling at people or not, that ha- that's out of our hands. That's being decided. It's already been decided like that's that that battle is over. People already were using reviews, you know, angry one-star reviews to try to get our attention. They already do the thing where, like, they hold the star hostage and things like that. You know, like, they, you're lucky if they only hold one star hostage. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, that's that's out of our hands. And so whether whether or not you respond to your reviews or how many of your reviews you respond to has nothing to do with what your customers expect from you. And you are not setting their expectations or setting their incentives. The entire app store is. So you you should probably just go along with what people will expect to happen, uh, regardless of what that is. Yeah, and I think, too, it's also important to keep in mind how small a proportion of your user base we're talking about here. Yeah. Like, it is easy, I think, and this is part of why when I say, like, I think this is first and foremost a marketing thing and why I was really hopeful that one day we would be able to respond to reviews is – a very small percentage of your users can have a disproportionate impact on your uh, appearance in the app store. Um, you know, in terms of, I, I don't, I don't have actually looked at what the numbers are, but I imagine it's, you know, at least hundreds, if not thousands to one for people who actually leave a review in the app store. And amongst those, the vast majority leave um, just star ratings rather than words. Um, so you're ending up with, you know, a fraction of a percentage probably of your users that are leaving these, leaving these written reviews that get responses. And, you know, the vast majority of my support, like my actual customer support is going to come through the support links and things within the apps itself that they're not going to be coming through the app store. And it's like my goal is in a weird way with the with these is like there it's like it's it's damage control in some ways because if someone writes a glowing review five stars this is awesome like there's nothing really for me to do and like add, throwing in a like thanks that's awesome like that feels a little weird and like empty um if there's a five star review that has a question in it answering the question maybe makes sense you know but mostly what this is is a tool for me to clear up misunderstandings or clear up issues where um you know somebody is just 
saying something that's untrue or, you know, like they're missing the point or they didn't find the feature. Like it's a way for me to communicate, not to that person. I mean, I want to tell that person, but like that's one person out of, you know, out of thousands that I can hopefully help, which is, you know, nice, but it's not nearly as impactful as the, you know, hopefully hundreds or thousands of people who will come to your app store page and you can communicate to them, um, whatever that message is. And so don't get too stuck either on like the, you know, it's, it's like training this individual person. Like it's such a, a small proportion of your actual users, um, that it probably matters less there. You know, and if anything, it's like, if you want to train your users to get in contact with you when they have problems or wherever that is, it's like be responsive to your email, I suppose, like, and make that a, a, a place that people can feel like they can vent their, um, you know, their, their unease or problems they have in the app. Um, but like, yeah, I don't, wouldn't get too wrapped around the axle about like, Ooh, it's like, you know, trying to be clever about this. It's like, no, just look at your reviews and see which ones you can add value to in responding to. We are sponsored this week by Linode. We, Linode gives you fast, powerful hosting for your projects that you can set up in just seconds. They have easy to understand tools. You can choose your resources, choose your Linux distro, and this gives you the power and flexibility that you need no matter what you're building on Linode. And Linode plans now start at just $5 a month for a Linux server with one gig of RAM in the Linode cloud. And whether you're just getting started with your very first web server or you're deploying a complex system, Linode is the right choice. It's never been easier to launch a Linode cloud server. They offer the fastest hardware and network with fantastic customer support behind it all. They guarantee 99.9% uptime for server availability, and it's great for tasks like running a private Git server or hosting large databases or running a mail server, running powerful web apps, and so much more. They also have awesome new pricing options available. So as I mentioned, you can get a new server with just one with one gig of RAM for just five bucks a month. Now, again, like when I first got my first VPS, my first virtual private server uh, in something like 2007 or 2008, it was 128 megs of RAM for 60 bucks a month. This is one gig of RAM for five bucks a month. That same 60 bucks a month will now buy you 16 gigs of RAM. So we've come more than 10 times as much RAM as what I used to buy for the same price. It's just incredible. All my stuff is on Linode. I host everything there. I love hosting things there. It's actually pleasant. It's a great service to use. I have really no issues with it over the years. I've been there for quite some time now, and I just love it. All of Overcast is there. It's so nice to use. Uh, as a listener of this show, if you sign up at linode.com slash radar, you'll not only be supporting us, but you also get $20 towards any Linode plan. And they offer a seven-day money-back guarantee. There's nothing to lose. So go to linode.com slash radar. To learn more, sign up and take advantage of that $20 credit or use the promo code radar2017 at checkout. Thank you so much to Linode for supporting this show and everything I host on the internet. So... I think it probably makes sense now to dive into just a little bit of the kind of what are the good one, good reviews to respond to and which are you know ones that we should just let be. Um, and like the first ones that come to mind on the let it go side of things is being very careful to get sucked into um, like, I don't know, like snarkiness or people who are just like there's sometimes you just people just like writing reviews that are mean or angry or um aren't really on topic and in general it's like as with most things on the internet like arguing with people on the internet is um never really a good a good idea and so whenever i see these kinds of reviews it's probably best to be like you know 
there's not much that I could gain uh, f- f- from diving into this. Like maybe if it was the number one, like if it showed up at the t- as the top review in the App Store, um, it might be something that was be-, be worthwhile trying to kind of, you know, at least show an engagement there. But, you know, trying to go back and forth with somebody who clearly is just kind of mad and was using this review as a way um, to vent that is unlikely to be uh, productive. Um, whereas probably good reviews to talk about are ones where there's a clear a misunderstanding or question. And like, as I've been kind of browsing a little bit um, in these, these are the areas that I think are the best opportunities for us that, you know, it's it when you look at a review and it, someone is saying, you know, it's like, I mean, in some ways it's like the old hostage star um, situation where someone's like, oh man, it's a four star app. It'd be five star if it did X. And if it actually does do X, like if it's just like, oh, sorry, that was so sorry, the UI made, you know, didn't help you find the feature. If you go to the third tab or you go into settings, you can turn that on. Um, like that's a great example of a place that you can, you know, as from a marketing perspective, that's useful because if someone was going to say, oh, I was, I like this app, but according to this review, it doesn't actually, you know, do this kind of feature. And oh, the developer says it does. Great. Like that's, or even probably moreover, it would be, you know, because these do, I think the written reviews stick around beyond multiple versions, I think. I don't know. It's um, it, and that that could obviously change over time, but yeah. right now I'm pretty sure I think they don't actually unless they're edited. Maybe. But I'm not positive on that. Yeah, but it's also worth clearing up too if you, if someone had a problem that was then fixed in a subsequent release. Um in general just saying that um is probably a helpful thing. Um yeah, because you know, in but it is a funny thing because you you just want to find these places where you can have these positive engagements. Um I don't think I mean, I don't know what you think about this, but like the, there's a lot of, you know, I remember people were asking initially or talking about it of, should we respond to every review? You know, should each review have a response below it? And oh, geez. Pro- That's a simple answer. No. <laughs> That's really easy. A lot of times those responses are just end up being like, thank you or good point. Like that kind of response, I don't think is actually productive that I think it just kind of is distracting probably. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe people, people love, you know, would love to see all these little, like, you know, someone says something nice about you and you say, thank you. Like, I guess that's polite. Um, it's the polite thing to do is to say thank you. And someone says something nice about you. Um, but it seems, um, counterproductive in a lot of ways. I mean, the main benefit in a weird way, like, and this is just the way my mind works, I suppose, is by doing that, you are t- increasing the amount of space on the screen that the positive review took up so it emphasizes it slightly <laughs> like if someone has a five-star review that's but like i just i i one of the one of the issues that you that we have here is that again what i said earlier like whatever most apps do or the most popular apps do is going to be what people assume and expect i think one of the big problems is that most apps that most people actually use are made by big companies and the big companies are either going to not respond or they're going to ha- they're going to have somebody whose job it is to basically be a canned response similar to like if you if you at mention on twitter like some big brand like comcast or whatever then th- they're going to have some intern whose job it is to try to placate you with a canned response and th- th- we're going to have that on the app store reviews too and so if people get used to that anything you say in like it just in, in like a general response to a positive one they're going to assume is not genuine they're going to assume that this is just like a form letter that you say to everybody which it actually might be uh and i don't think that looks good to people I, you know people see right through that 
and and again they're going to be coming to your app with the assumption that this is a can response like one of the one of the reviews that i gave i, I was trying to placate somebody um who, who one starred me and their review showed up pretty high and they were complaining about you know just some of the some of the design changes i did in 3.0 and i it took me a while i i, I wrote this response it took probably 15 minutes to write even though it's like two it's like two sentences but that's because you know the famous thing like i, I forgive my letter for being so long I would, I would have written a shorter one but i didn't have time like I started writing a whole bunch of different ways to to address this, and it took me a good fifteen minutes to come up with like the two sentences that I actually thought I should say here. Um, and it was very much it was like gen- kind of a general statement of like you know I'm sorry this design isn't working for you. I, I try to please as many people as I can, but you know sometimes that's not possible. Something like that. And the guy edited his review and clearly thought that was a canned form response, even though I had never written it to anybody else before. And it took me fifteen minutes to compose those two sentences he just assumed because it it kind of sounded like a can response like i'm you know i'm sorry you know i couldn't couldn't help you here or whatever else and he probably assumes that any response that is kind of like that on an app store review is just a canned response and there's no thought behind it even though in this case there was tons of thought behind it uh and so you always you have to take that risk too like again like what what are people going to expect from the entire app store as a whole is going to impact the uh, the assumptions they go into when they when they see your response and i don't think uh, a, a basic like hey thanks for reviewing us like I, I don't think that is productive i don't think people want that and i think if you did that people would not receive it as well as you might think it might it might seem like overly eager or creepy or just kind of desperate and i i I don't think that's a good look yeah and i think that's probably in general like i think this is an area where probably less is more right yeah it's 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 one of these things that i think we could easily get carried away with using and it's like it's time spent that I mean, it's it's. I think it's a it's a wonderful tool for us, and there are areas like especially for those like the, to, the the those top reviews having good good answers for those like makes a lot of sense. But I think this very easily could become this rabbit hole of if trying to squeeze too much out of this uh, feature is un- almost certainly going to become a counterproductive. Um, is going to be something that is taking time away from the actual thing that will make your app a five-star app, which is making your app better. Um, you know, the, the, the switching, you know, convincing one person to, to give you one more star is nice. Um, but, you know, making your app better with a new version that is going to address the problems that people are having, like that's a much more robust and sustainable solution um, rather than getting into lots of little issues with this and I mean, especially it's, it's one of these things that some people like people are writing reviews for very different reasons right like it is something that we don't control um and especially because it's not this venue where it's you know this nice threaded conversation like you can say something and then they can say something and they but they're doing it by like updating their review and so you can end up with these very disjoint kind of situations if you go too far down that road so in general less is more probably and i think for the question of how far back to go, um, like I heard, I was, I was on uh, Core Intuition. I think it was Daniel Jalka was saying that he was responding to reviews from like years ago. Um, that just kind of blows my mind. It's like I think in general, keeping this fairly current is something that makes sense. That you know, responding to reviews as they come in, 
makes some some amount of sense. And in this initial period, you know, maybe responding or at least reading and deciding if you want to respond to all the reviews for the current version seems about reasonable. Um, but beyond that, I probably wouldn't go too much farther back. Yeah, and kind of expanding a little bit on the on the less is more angle. Um, again, you know, keep in mind as you mentioned that that you know you're posting this response, but then the the user who wrote the review is prompted and will likely edit the review. And so you have to make sure that if somebody, you know, assuming that you're not going to be keeping on top of every single response you write to see if the person edited it and then see if you need to edit your response and everything, like that's that's not productive. So keep in mind though that your your response might not make as much sense if the user's review is heavily edited after you gave the response. And so write the responses with that in mind. So for instance, um, one of the responses I wrote, and I haven't actually done that many of them, honestly, um, but one of the responses I wrote uh, was one of the top reviews was asking about battery life, saying the new version seemed to use more battery life. And so in my response, I didn't really specifically call out like, you know, anything in particular about, about the question, uh, that was asked it was i gave a more kind of general response about battery usage in the, in the app and i said basically like you know here's the kinds of things that make any podcast app use more battery power and uh, you know and you know here like playing fast using the screen brightness and the speaker and everything else and i was like you know i've tested overcast i i, I test overcast against other podcast apps and i try to make sure it's always comparable or better uh, but if you've if you figured out anything else please let me know and i'm always trying to find out you know any areas I might have missed, something like that, right? And so, and so, I give an answer that no matter what the review is edited to, that will still basically make sense as a standalone written piece there. And I think it's important to do that because, again, like whatever you respond to, the the user who wrote the review can then edit the review to say anything. So if you just say like I agree, the person can respond to the review saying this app sucks. And then, or the person can edit the review saying this app sucks, and then your response is there saying I agree. Like so, you have to always make sure that you are accounting for the fact that the thing you're responding to can change at any time to say anything, and make sure that your review still makes sense in that context. Yeah, and it's just yeah, it, it, it's a, I mean, you the nice thing is in iTunes Connect, you can sign up to get notifications when users change reviews that you. Um, responded to so at least you can track that down a little bit and um, there's also there's a filter in itunes connect but still like it's definitely good advice to keep that in mind that you don't control the other end of this and this is all in the public you know it's all public facing not just like on a public website even it's like right on your app store page um, the last thing that i wanted to just sort of touch on briefly i think is the mental health aspect of responding to reviews oh boy because and this is so it's probably worth saying that after i went through and did a little bit of responding to reviews but um after that initial wave of just like making sure i understand what how this process works and what it looks like um i've you know i, I just like i do for my customer support i've you know outsourced the actual day-to-day -day operation of responding to reviews to someone else you know i have someone else who responds to my first level customer support. And now I have someone who is, you know, on a very part-time basis, but is taking, you know, is, is responding to the reviews in the app store. And the main reason why I do that, um, I mean, it's nice from a, you know, it, it's from a time perspective, it frees me up a little bit and so on. But the main reason why I do that is because I find reading 
uh, reviews of my own products can be very detrimental from a like motivation, from a happiness, self-worth, like all kinds of very significant things can happen. <laughs> yes. Um, and this is one of these things where it's so reading one really mean, like pointed review about yourself you know, mass is, is always is the thing that sticks with you. It's not the thing that, you know, if, if someone writes this glowing five-star review about how much they love the app, like that's nice. And it, I mean, I wish it stuck with me more, but it's almost always, it's these, you know, these mean, intentionally vindictive kind of reviews that people will write. And um, so that's why, you know, for me, I decided, you know, I'm just in the same way that I haven't really been reading my app store reviews very much. Over the last few years, it's like, I, this is not a reason for me to get back into that game that I remember what that did, you know, cognitively to me. And so it's like, you know what, I will just pay a little bit of money to have someone else do that because for them, it's not personal, you know, for them, it's not that same thing when they're, you know, if, if someone's attacking the product that I made when it, it, it feels like they're attacking me. Whereas, you know, if someone else is slightly more, uh, you know, separated from that product you know it, it's it's more just a job it's a thing and like it's it's it almost has a more of a comedy to it perhaps so it's you know it softens the blow and so just something to keep in mind that while this is a useful tool while this is something that i'm glad we have you know be careful um and at least be cognizant of the impact that it is having on you um and be careful about then how you do that and when you when in the day you do that or like how you're feeling emotionally like this is if the, if this is something that you're doing and you're feeling really sad or down that day maybe don't go read your app store reviews like that's unlikely to make you feel better yeah i i would say that's good advice in general like in general you don't need to read your app store reviews very often or very closely uh i i think it's important to you know, do what we said earlier, like, you know, view them in, in the same way that, that the public views them. So look at your store page occasionally and see which ones are on top and see what your average is. And I, I don't think you need to go much further than that uh, in both reading them or responding to them. I have found the same thing that reading my, my app store reviews uh, is almost never a good thing for my motivation or my mental state. And so I mostly just don't do it. And I'm very happy not doing it. Uh, and that will probably continue. So anyway, thanks everybody for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.